When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Iceland, if you're following this, Iceland is bracing itself for a volcano, almost definitely going to erupt in the coming days. We always remember back, God, it's about 10 years ago now, or more than 10 years ago now, when flights into and out of Cork Airport and Dublin Airport and Manchester Airport and Shannon were disrupted for days because of a volcano. I remember being in Cork Airport and people not able to understand, get their head around why a volcano in, in Iceland was affecting their flight to, to, to France or wherever they wanted to go. But that's that's all in the past now but there's another volcanic eruption expected in Iceland in the next few days they've been having a lot of earthquakes since late October and the experts are now saying that it is almost inevitable in fact it is inevitable there will be an eruption in the next couple of days now Cullum O'Herlihy is from McCroom and lives and works in Iceland and we made contact over the last few days, Colm joins me now. Colm, you are, I think, a, a safe distance from the dangers. From, you, you are, I, th- I think, you are the best described as being uh, a safe distance from from the danger zone. Um, yeah, um, I'm about forty kilometres away, so I'm in downtown Reykjavik, and the volcano is in kind of in the Reykjanes Peninsula, which is, if anybody's come to Iceland and landed in Keflavik Airport, it's basically, you know, 15 kilometers from the airport. So it's, uh, yeah, so I'm not, I'm I'm a safe distance, but it's um, it's very close to a town called Grindavik, which is about, you know, it's probably about five, 10 kilometers from where they think it's gonna, you know, it's, it's basically gonna erupt. So it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit scary, but we've had three eruptions in the past two years in that same area. And these volcanoes are usually kind of fissure volcanoes, so they're they're not very dangerous. Like, they can kind of predict, you know, where where they will erupt, and they don't have any, like, uh, no smoke or anything like that, or ash comes from these, these volcanoes. So at least that. So it, it's not really going to affect us too much once it goes off. I was reading a report there only in the last 24 hours that the, the the thing they are worried about is that they can't predict the exact location of the eruption is, is that, that that's common enough though is it 
it's it's quite common like they'll know the the main area but it, yeah it's basically impossible to predict like they really don't really know um how these things kind of move um but luckily the last three were in such kind of perfect locations sort of between the blue lagoon between the airport between Reykjavik um so you, you know you could hike and you know you know as soon as it erupted we could all go out there and take a look at it but it, it's really scary at least for Grindavik for the town yeah. that's right by the by the blue lagoon you know it's you know 2000 500 people live there and they've all been evacuated and there's you know sinkholes developing and there's earthquakes that are kind of shattering their homes so if it did erupt and it did sort of swallow that town you know it'd be an absolute disaster for them you know um and trying to relocate them and everything will be a nightmare but there's a there's a threat to life with this thing for sure column isn't there well, absolutely. I, I mean, the, the good thing is that they're very, you know, the precautions they're putting in place are very good. And, you know, there's there's been no casualties from any of them, really, um, in the past, you know, 20 years, really. Mm. So they're very good at making sure that everyone's safe and everybody's evacuated. And they've, they've almost been, they've, they have been building sort of barriers around the power station out there. Um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to contain it, if, if that's possible, you know. <laughs> trying to contain the power of the Earth's core. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it is. It's scary because it's. You know, if it if it does erupt into the ocean, then we're going to get like an ash cloud, and uh, it's they call it like an explosive volcano. So if it does hit the ocean, then it it could be quite. You know, it could be terrible for air traffic and things like that. You mentioned uh, ash clouds. I have forgotten how to pronounce the last big one. Help me here. It's like Eyjafjallajökull is the big one. Eyjafjallajökull, <laughs> yeah, that was the one around. Now you you weren't in Iceland then, but but we remember the chaos at the airports. Like if if this was to go off or to erupt in the wrong place, could you be looking at that again? I don't think it would be as bad as that because that that was sort of like an ash cloud volcano. Um, this one's more of a fissure. Um, so if it if it did erupt into the ocean, we would see we would see some um, some smoke and ash. So that could cause disruption. But they're really hoping that doesn't happen. But you never know. So it could, it could potentially be that bad. You know, um, you know. I'm I'm looking at flights daily just to see if I could get out in time. You know. Oh really? <laughs> don't want to be trapped here for you know six months. <laughs> True, you don't, because that it got that bad the last time. Colm, how did you come to be in Reykjavik in the first place? I know it's through the music industry, isn't it? Yeah, like I was in bands and, and playing music um, from being a teenager in Cork. I grew up just outside of McCroom. Um, but I, I came to a festival here nine years ago and just sort of, I just really liked the place. I, I, you know, it kind of feels like Ireland here a little bit. It kind of mm. has a sort of a, a West Cork feel to it, and it's really? you know it's small. Yeah, absolutely, and you know it's the humor and the kind of the culture here, the music, the you know the you know the poetry and everything about this place kind of feels like Ireland, and the, the people are very Irish in a way. So it kind of felt felt instantly sort of familiar to me, um, and then just by being in a place like Reykjavik, it's it's quite a transient city, and there's a lot of people come through. So you're always sort of meeting people and there's a lot of, um, especially in the music side, a lot of artists that travel through here. So it's been a really great place to be. And I travel back to Ireland quite a bit as well. So luckily it's not, it's not so far, you know. There, there seems to be a, a, a lot of love in Ireland for Iceland. Anyone I've ever met or, or spoken to who's gone there said they'd go again in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's like coming into a village, you know. When you when you get to Reykjavik, it's, it kind of feels like you're in Clonakilty or something. You know, you just <laughs> bump into the same you bump into the same people all the time. And Is it, it a big city? Becomes, it's like I mean, it sprawls quite a bit. I mean, I think it's about two hundred thousand people live in downtown sort of Reykjavik area, so it's almost like Cork in that sense. Um, and it's just you, yeah. You just see the same people around, and it, it's a very friendly little town. It has that kind of village mentality, but it's a capital. You know what I mean? So it has a lot of opportunity, but also feels very intimate and small. Let's talk about the music business because one good line on your CV is you were spotted by the great Johnny Marr and Morrissey. Morrissey, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. Um, Morrissey basically heard my band when I was. You know, I was probably 16, 17 years old and sent us a fax. <laughs> what was the band, Colin? What was the band? Uh, the band was called Rema, R-E-M-M-A. Um, and it was me and my brother and uh, some, you know, some friends from McCroom. And we just, you know, it's just like a fun, a fun project, you know, just like making music in, in, our, in our garage kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, luckily we, we got, he offered to sign us when we were wow. quite young and, and we released a single with him and we toured with him for a little while. Um, and it was a very it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Interesting sort of, yeah, it was just a very interesting time to be, you know, in your garage in McCroom and then also then supporting him in London. And it was just a really fast sort of trajectory, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. You kind of sessioned with a lot of bands then, didn't you? Yeah, so after Rema sort of ended, I just, you know, I, I kind of loved, I loved travel and I loved, I loved playing music. So I sort of became a kind of a session guitar player and I would tour with different artists. And yeah, it took me, you know, around America, around Europe with some really great artists. Um, and then sort of led me to sort of Iceland where I sort of stopped playing and got more involved in the sort of industry side of it and the yeah. sort of um, development of artists and, and, and film and TV and, you know, music within that. Is there a big music industry in Iceland? 
There is, you know. I mean, it's you know, obviously you have band, you know, Bjork and you have Sigaros. God, I'm ashamed to say I'd forgotten Bjork. Poor Bjork. Yeah, poor Bjork. I know. Yeah, I know. And she's like touring now, and you know, you see her around town, and you know, it's 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 just really funny, you know, going you know going into your opticians and Bjork's there getting her glasses. And, you know, <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a small it's such a small town that you just can't avoid seeing all the artists around you know and that's what's really fun about this place it's very organic and you just bump into these people and everyone sort of exists around each other um but the music scene it's it, it's it's really fascinating to me that there's so much talent in such a tiny tiny place um like we work a lot in film and tv we have a lot of composers that we work with so we're scoring a lot of um films in the states and, and europe yeah tell me about your company you formed a company there a few years ago for publishing and yeah we basically is me and my uh, business partner Atli orvison and he's a he's a, a very established film composer who's icelandic but lived in la for 20 years so we sort of met and both had this, a similar idea that iceland didn't have a music publishing company so there was nobody on the ground here trying to you know, look after the writers and the artists and sort of developing them within Iceland. So we started the company four years ago. Um, it's called INI, I-N-N-I. Um, and we got a building downtown and we built eight recording studios and we have our composers in those studios. And then we've just been working mainly on, you know, projects outside of Iceland. So like Netflix um, series and Apple series and things like that. Um, so it's really fun. It's nice to be able to do something sort of international in such a small place. Um, and I guess it's it's become a kind of a thing now, this sort of Icelandic film composer um, sort of uh, industry here. It's just there's so much talent in such a small place. It's, it's fantastic. As a Eurovision fan, I would not get away without asking you, and as a man working in the music industry in Iceland, your comments, please, on Ya Ya Ding Dong. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny because we worked on that film. <laughs> get away! Kind of we did, yeah. We did the kind of score music to it. But I remember, um, so my business partner's a composer, and we were in LA at the time working on a, on a series called Defending Jacob. And he got a call, and it was like, can you work on music for this Eurovision film? It's based in Iceland. And we were just like, okay, that sounds incredibly strange. And my um, athlete, my business partner, is from Akureyri, which is very close to where... Um, where the film is shot uh, in Husavik. So it's just really funny that this Ya Ya Ding Dong <laughs> song was being, you know, created and this whole film was sort of developing with Will Ferrell. And the idea was that we would all go to the Eurovision and that Will Ferrell would come out and represent Iceland in the middle of the Eurovision show. But then obviously COVID happened and it all got cancelled. But um, but that film is funny. I, I think it's a really, really funny film. And uh, they opened a little bar called Ya Ya Ding Dong um, in Husavik, which is really, it's just really funny Brilliant. to see the power of that. But yeah, it's such a fun film. It is. A really, really well, fun film. Well, talk about finding a, a car connection in the maddest place possible. You worked on Yaya Ding Dong. Yeah. We get around. <laughs> Column has been a pleasure. Will you, will you get home for Christmas, by the way? I will, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be back around the 18th or 19th, back to McCroom. So, yeah, looking forward to getting back and, you know, seeing everybody. Good. Well, steer clear of that volcano, and we'll talk to you soon. I will. All the best. Thank you. Yeah, Colm O'Herlihy. Uh, thanks, Colm. In, in Reykjavik, in Iceland. And whatever about the volcano and, and all of that, I, I honestly never thought that I'd find a Cork connection to <laughs> the greatest song never to be actually in a Eurovision. <laughs> Ding dong.
If you know, you know. <laughs> Never in my life thought I'd find a car connection to that song. Um, thanks, Colm. 0818969696. Dermot was listening to Colm. Morning to you. How's it going? You have a bit of a, a bit of history for me. Yes, uh, it's Iceland is Iceland, land of fish, Ishka Landa. Right. And what happened Isk, was... like, as in Isk, here. Yeah. yeah, like the fish. It's Fishland. That's right. what it was. It's not ice. It's the English translated it over to uh, Iceland. Right. But that's the real name for it. And what happened was the Vikings used to... They lived in Greenland and in uh, Iceland, and on their way to from Norway to, uh, uh, to Iceland, they would pull into Ireland. And every time they pulled in, all the local girls said, oh, they're big hunky guys, and they grabbed them. And then what happened was... Uh, they said, where are you off to? And they said, we're off to land of fish, Iceland. So they said, oh, not without us. So that. So what's happened since is all the girls in Iceland are Irish. <laughs> Genetically, yeah. When you walk in Iceland, everybody will tell you the girls look so Irish. But all the boys are big, tall guys, generally, and they look just exactly like Norwegians because no. they're all genetically Norwegian. No wonder Cullum thinks it's so like Clonakilty. Exactly. That's why I thought I'd bring you. Uh, the other thing well, is, I'm, I'm fascinated by the ice and the east because I mean, Isk mm-hmm. is the Irish for fish. That's right. That's the original name, and it's a derivative of one of the Viking names. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of uh, research into Viking uh, history. Yeah. And um, uh, they don't like to tell you that. Um, you see, what happened in, in Iceland when, in 2008 when the government told them they all had to pay the money like we had, you know, the collapse of the government. I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the, all the girls there said, no way, we're not paying 50000 We didn't run up this debt. That'd be like your next-door neighbor putting money on a horse and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, you have to pay for it. So they went up to the government and they threw them out of the government and they threw some of them in jail. I remember that. So, yeah, so what we need in Ireland is we need all the Icelandic girls over here to kick, <laughs> kick them out of government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's going. That one's gone on since two thousand and eight, dear. But thanks for that, mate. It's a good story, though, isn't it? That the women in Iceland are all originally of Irish descent because they went up there with the hunky men that were going to an Esk and. Thanks, Dermot. Quartz 96 FM. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.